Welcome to Grisha Cast. This is your host, Eric. And this is Fiona. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse, a world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Well, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Oh my gosh. It has been a crazy week for me. It, same. Yeah. <laughs> and feel. by the way, listeners, thanks for like hanging in with us, um, even though there's a couple of you. <laughs> um, we're um, trying to get our schedules under control and figuring all this out. It took us a little bit of time to be able to get onto iTunes, but now we are officially on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, so that was awesome. That made me really excited. Um, Anyway, so just hang in. Um, We are now obviously doing our second episode, so we're going to get things going and keep on coming out each week. We're just, um, you know, the schedule we're trying to figure out. We haven't figured out an exact day that the episodes will always come out, but... We will figure that out shortly, and you will be updated, especially if you're following us on Twitter or Instagram, or we do have a Facebook page, so go to GrishaCast um, Facebook page and like it, and um, yeah, there'll be lots of information there. Ooh, we're fancy now. We are. We are. We are we're getting on <laughs> up there, girl. So um, how was your week? My week was good. Um, I was very busy. Yeah. Uh, I had a graduate school visit, which was fun. Um, and then I had a retreat that I had to go to for team building. So Ooh. It's, been, it's been an interesting, uh, busy week. But uh, how's yours been? Well, it's been good. It's been busy. Had a lot of stuff going on in my life. Um, I don't know if we're at that point point in the podcast where you care what's going on in my life. So um, I'll just say it's been busy and hectic. Um, but a lot of good stuff has happened. Um, I will mention that I did get to meet Lee Bardugo. Can I know what happened yet? Yes, right now. Okay, good. So I've made um, Fiona Wanda hear all about it, and then I told her, no, sorry, <laughs> you're going to have to wait until we talk on the podcast about upset. it. So, um, yep, I got to meet her in Nashville for the Ninth House, um, and she came for just a, a meet and greet and to introduce the book and a book signing and I was so excited and it was really neat I was standing in line I went by myself and didn't know a single person and um, had these little little pieces of paper that had like Grisha cast and our Instagram and Twitter on it <laughs> so like I could try to like meet people and introduce them to our podcast and I got to meet a lot of you guys, hopefully you're listening now, and thank you yeah. so much um, for listening to me jabber to you and have no clue what I was talking about, <laughs> and um, thanks for giving us a shot. Yeah, I was in Boston at the time on the visit, and I, w- I was on our, looking at our Instagram, and I was texting Eric. I was like, we have four more followers, in like all caps, <laughs> and he was like, oh, I bet it's from where I handed, handed out the little pieces of paper, and I was like, you're a genius. That's you all out there. Thank you so much. Um, so anyways, I got to meet her. Um, one, her um, her little program, her interview was incredible. Um, I um, Ninth House is incredible. I, I got a, a signed copy of it Monday and started <laughs> reading it, and I just finished it yesterday, um, which is a week. So I couldn't stop her ninth house book is incredible it's so different from the grishaverse um but it's still some amazing writing very adult by the way um this is not um 
the the normal writing um, that she does. This has got a lot of adult topics in it. So if we got some young listeners, I might be weary about picking that up quite yet, um, just because <laughs> there's a lot of adult content in it. But maybe that intrigues you, and maybe you want to. But just get ready. It's a it's a great book. It's a it's it's hard to put down. Um, anyways, I'm gonna keep. <laughs> eventually get to the point of it where I got to meet her. So I got to meet her and that was awesome. She was so friendly and so sweet. And I got to tell her, oh my God, we're starting a podcast about you and um, the Grishaverse. And she was so ecstatic and so sincere too. I was like scared she was going to like kind of be upset or like, I don't know. I thought, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. And not care. But (laughs) she said, oh my God, well, sometime I'll have to come on there. And my heart, like, fell out. And I was like, that is incredible. So, of course, I gave her a piece of paper with the information to get in Maybe touch with like us. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Like, I know. Excitedly, I d- though. <laughs> when she told me that, I was like, girl, you're about to give me a heart attack. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, we're going to get there. So, eventually, I think that will happen. Um, we just got to. Gotta... <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell your family. Exactly. Tell people. People that you know that love the Grishaverse, tell them about this podcast. Um, Retweet us. Yeah, we would love to. I know we're just beginning, so we're like kind of a baby to all this, but you know, it'll take some time. But um, tell your friends, um, and yeah. So, anyways, I'm it was so inc- excited. I know. I'm so so one day we could have Lee Bardugo on here and talk to her about all this. I would die happy. I know. Same here. I would have to like prep myself and like rehearse beforehand so I didn't just stare at her and <laughs> be like. Shh. You're amazing. You know, what's really cool um, about the question and answer part when I got to meet her was she brought up some things about the Grishaverse. I mean, obviously, everybody was going to have many questions about different, all her different types of writing. So the Grishaverse came up. And um, one thing that I thought was neat was that she brought up how the Shadow and Bone series, she didn't realize at the time that she was writing it, but it's very heterosexual and white. And, you know, I didn't notice that when I was reading it. I didn't either. Yeah. And, um, but now, like, I see that. Mm-hmm. And what's incredible is, I mean, to know that then all of a sudden she evolved um, her writing style to, like, bring, to change that. So, yeah, like, Six of Crows has, like, the whole spectrum. Exactly. Of color and sexuality. Exactly. And it's very empowering to read it. Yeah. I think anyone, because it's, it also, it, she doesn't make a difference in gender either. No. Which I loved. Yeah. It's like the girls are just as amazing as the guys are. Exactly. And fierce. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I just thought it was very humbling of her yeah. to like all of a sudden realize that, bring it up, and then like immediately just, fix it. Yeah, she was like, okay, like, yeah, I didn't notice that, and then like I need to I need to change that. I need to, yeah. and I think that's just so cool. Yeah, so, go her. Yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. She's amazing. So, um, anyways, I guess let's um get going. We um we talked about how we're gonna do a read through. So we this is our first one. <laughs> We've finally gotten here. so uh, We're doing good things, you guys. We are. So <laughs> if you followed along with us, then hopefully you have read from, from the chapter called Before all the way through chapter four. Mm-hmm. You stopped at chapter five. So or you kept going. Or you kept going, which is fine. Um, You'll and just have to wait another week. Exactly. <laughs> so um, one thing that I want to make uh, that I really like is she doesn't do, like it's not called a prologue. 
or anything before. like that. It's called Before. Yeah. I, I just love that. that. too. And I, it, it, I was I was borderline worried that whenever I read it because of that one John Green book. The, oh. what it, it's like looking for Alaska <laughs> or yeah. something uh-huh. where it's before. Yeah. And then after. And right. that's the only two sections of the book. And I was like, oh, no, is this going to be one of these? And I'm tormented for, like, the entire thing. No. It wasn't. It was just a really cool prologue idea. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> and she does it through the whole series. Yeah. It's always yeah. – and then in every book, there's the before, and then there's the after at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. And it's an, it's written in a different style. Yes. So um, it's not through Alina's perspective. It's not. It's a third-person perspective. So that gets really cool. So if we're starting off at before, this is a great introduction into her book, I think. We um, mm-hmm. we start off, obviously, by meeting um, two of our main characters. We, yeah. Yeah, we meet Alina and Mal. In a little child format. Yes. They're so cute. Yep, and they are... Um, Just as sassy, though. Sass, oh, yeah. The sass is there in yep. the beginning. <laughs> and they're living in an orphanage and, you know, just kind of dealing with it. And they... It's obviously brought up that they have had some pretty rough lives up until now. Yeah, and Anakuya is not making it any better. No. Um, at all. Yeah. Uh, I like that she immediately, like in the first sentence, is like the servants called them Malinsky. Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, bringing in the, the Russian. The, um, what. The Russian end that the, it's like, this is going to be very fantasy. And yes. I was like, all right, here we go. I'm ready. Yeah. Buckle a- up. Absolutely. And the couple chapters that we read for this, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it is action packed. It's in there. You're in, you're in whenever. Um, so I re-listened to it on my way back from the retreat um, yesterday. And <laughs> whenever I told the two girls that uh, rode with me, I was like, hey, I'm listening to an audiobook on the way back. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't get it, an option. It's right. getting played. Um, they were both like, oh, okay. Like, we might go to sleep. I was like, it's fine. Go to bed. Go to sleep then. <laughs> um, Good night, girl. But I put it, so I waited like two of the three hours, and then I put it on in the final hour. And I'm not kidding. They were like hooked. Really? Yes. I started playing it. And then um, one of the girl that sat in the back seat, um, she she was like, is this a fantasy book? And I was like, uh-huh. She was, I was like, it's a young adult fantasy. She was like, this is my jam. <laughs> and then the girl next to me was like, I'm very intrigued. And That's then it, awesome. it kept playing. And then by the end of it, both of them sat in my car for 30 extra minutes so they could hear the ending. Of where you were. Yeah. That's awesome. They wanted, they were like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. Um, what what happened in the fold? Uh, I need you to stop well, beating good. on the bush. Yeah, it was, it was so cool to see them because I knew what was coming. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I hope they pick it up and continue to um, read. Both of them got the audible information for okay. it afterwards. Okay, so good. So I think they will. They and were both you... like, what is this called again? <laughs> And then you tell them to subscribe to I did. us on iTunes. Yeah. So. I was like, not that you don't hear my voice enough every day, guys, but right. you get it even more now. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, one part that I um, I love in the before section is um, they talk about the Grisha examiners coming, um, which is a neat scene where they um, the Grisha examiners come, I guess, um, to see whether any of the orphans are Grisha. 
And one question that I've always had in my head is like, I wonder what this test is. Like, it's never told, like, what they do to test them. Well, but they I grab would... their arms. That's all we know is that they hold their arm. I wish I – but I wish I knew more. Like, I know. what exactly – like, how do they test them? What is what is that? What is the testing? And um, so far in what I've read, we don't find out any of that. Yeah. Um, we don't know how you would test to be a Grisha. Um, I, no, it's like – because even – spoiler alert, a couple of chapters down the line – Still in the what we'll talk today, but like even the darklings, like give me your arm, right? And that's a whole, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. We'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. So and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that does have something to do. Well, it could be, because um, not not whenever he cuts it. I'm just talking about before, whenever, like the very first time when he about when she thinks he's given up. All he does is grab her arm and hold it. Right, right, right. And then, right. like, it's like something awakens. And it, then she's like, mm, no, not today, Satan. Yeah, not today. Um, but so I'm, I think, and that's all that the examiners do to them, or that's all that's told. So I don't know if they're part amplifier, maybe, and they're trying to, like, see if they can call anything from the kids. Yeah. But um, that's just me trying to, f- my like, curiosity is wanting to know what it is. So Absolutely. What's in, and this whole section kind of ends with us figuring out that Alina and Mal are so close that, um, one, they ask, like, well, what happens if one of us are a Grisha? And it's explained that you'd be taken off to this place and you'd learn. And obviously they are so connected. They don't want that to happen. So um, it's kind of a beautiful, beautifully written where you can kind of tell that they are not going to. They're going to figure something out. If one of them is Grisha, then they're going to try to bring some stuff. Make it not make it not known that they are Grisha. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings right now. Okay. <laughs> That's why I've been dancing pretty much in uh-huh. my seat okay. for anyone who can't see me. <laughs> so everybody. Um, but so like the last paragraph <laughs> where it's like the boy and the girl glanced at each other. And because the adults were not paying close attention, they did not see the girl reach out to clasp the boy's hand or the look that passed between them. And then yeah. it like keeps going. And, and I'm like, so, and she was so defensive mm-hmm. when they grabbed her. I was like, did she always know? She had to have known something. She had to have. No, and she it's... had to have known exactly like to like not let it out when they grabbed her. Because she didn't want to be separated. Well, and see what's so interesting, though, is then we get further on and she really keeps denying. Let's get there. We'll get there. I know. it's, it, it, it's... <laughs> Okay, so let's um let's move on. Um, we're going to get into chapter, chapter one. one. Chapter one. Where this obviously is fast forwarding um, mm-hmm. into they are no longer eight years old. If they um, even are eight, poor things. Yeah. I don't know how old they are. So we jump into a great scene where Alina is traveling the V and um, she is, um, she's a map maker and they are about to do a big crossing over the shadow fold, which is the first time we ever hear about the shadow fold and what it is. And they do, I love the way it's described. Um, It is pretty much just this, um, it's called the unsee and it is a big black mass of fog, darkness. How else would you think of describing it? Um, to be completely honest, the first time I read this book, I thought it was, I thought it was a body of water. 
Oh. Like that like that was black. Like this black gotcha. body of water and this black like um surrounded with all the dark clouds and everything. Right. Like I thought that it was that, but I thought I thought there was water involved. Gotcha. Um but, but there's not. There's not. It's there's just, not at all. It's land. Yeah, but, but it's just the sand. first time I read it, I was I was like, I thought that's what and then later on as I was reading the series, I was like, Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. Well, we all have this moment, Lord. It's um, it's interesting. They bring up um quite a bit about how the Shadowfold is just, whew, It's it's a dark place, and mm-hmm. it is crawling with some creatures called Volcra, and they are horrifying the way they describe them. And then also, if any of you have look have the book and look at the Grishaverse map, um. It's terrifying. Yeah, there's a picture of a Volcra at the in the unsea, and like it's horrifying because one, when you get further in, spoiler alert, sorry, you find out that these Volcra used to be human, and am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're terrifying. <laughs> yeah, this picture shows that like they've got a small little skull, like the human skull. Yeah, they've got and- the human cranium, and then. It's almost like like they get bone spur things that come out, and then the jaw goes. The jaw is huge. I mean, it's like an alligator jaw attached to like a skull, but like teeth with like like super long, pointy, and rows like sharks. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. The thing of your nightmares times a thousand. Mm Mm-hmm. Like everything that would have kept me up at night as a child. Yeah, is in this creature, Um, and then whenever you find out that they're they were human at one point makes it all the worst yeah <laughs> all the worst um so what the fold used to be i'm gonna actually take um a quote out of here is one day it was a place where farmers tended crops and sheep grazed in green fields the next a dark slash had appeared on the landscape a swath of nearly impenetrable darkness that grew with every passing year and crawled with horrors that's so that's interesting too. That I mean, it keeps growing each year. I am, um, yeah. I guess I kind of forgot about that line. So I thought that was neat when that's you hear that. That's why you buy into what the darkling tells her. Yeah. For the longest time. So it's growing. Um, anyways, they're on their way to Kremzen. And they're gossiping. Yes. They're so, gossiping about Grisha. Yeah. Mal <laughs> reaches out. Mal comes and joins her, and he is. What is he? He's a. So she's a map maker, and he's a tracker. He's a That's tracker. Right. And, and apparently he, like, hit hella puberty and is, like, everyone wants him now. Yep. Everybody wants him. And Alina, we see, has obviously a huge crush on him. Oh, yeah. And obviously also from context, like, he's in love with her. But they're both too dumb to realize it. Right. From the beginning. They're just, yeah. <laughs> he Mal is being... One of those guys that's like, he's obviously wants to be with her, but he's also intrigued by other women and the attention. He's obsessed with the attention he's getting because it is shared in here how when he was younger, he was like a pudgy little kid that had like, I think they said acne. I don't know. There was some part. And now he must be this like beautiful man that um, is really getting the attention of a lot of ladies. Including the Grisha ladies. Yes. And Grisha are, due to their powers, are um, heightened in beauty. Oh, yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah. All of them are. Yeah. They're, it's like, 
if you ever read Ugly's Pretties and Specials, that series, it's like they're the pretty, they're the pretty people. Yeah. That like genetically perfect almost, but that's due to them using their power, mm-hmm. um, makes them healthy and gorgeous. Yeah. It's, um. But they, they start talking about like the Grisha of like what they like, I've heard the camp is as big as a cathedral and. Oh, um, the Grisha camp? Yeah. Yeah. So they um they have fun um talking and kind of like just flirting with each other <laughs> and um Alina almost gets run over by the coaches um yep. the darkling this is the first time we get to hear anything about the darkling but the a big black coach goes by which almost runs Alina over and Mal grabs her mm-hmm. um and there's another coach behind where there's Grisha and they look out and they see Mal and do the ooh girl look Ooh, at you girl. okay i see you <laughs> exactly they they want some of that um <laughs> so in ways they um they continue to go walk down the v which is this huge road that they go on that connects them um, some of the cities and um we meet some of mal's friends they're not mm-hmm. huge plot points but we meet them and they kind of like rough house with them a little bit yeah and um so this is um also where we get to Krybirsk and we learn a little bit about the sleepy market town and how it used to really not be much but now mm-hmm. since it is this city that is right next to where you enter the fold um it it's turned into this port city um where there's the military encampment and there, we've got the dry docks and the sand skiffs um pretty much everything you would need they've got churches um where people would pray because obviously people are scared poopless about crossing the fold so um i really just realized how dumb i am why it's literally called a sand skiff yeah and the first time i read it i was like oh it's still water oh i'm a sand skiff i'm a blonde guys in case anyone is wondering it's all good girl (laughs) lord the things you learn. Um, Don't forget, I couldn't pronounce Hermione when I first read Harry Potter. Blessed. So we all have those moments. We do. And, we, and also it's reading. So imagine it the way you want it. it true. It still would work if it was dark water. <laughs> it would. And those are just ships. And they're just fighting. True. Um, so the rest of this chapter, I mean, we get some good points in here. They um, they talk about the Darkling at um, some point. And it's brought up when they're in the um, at their camp, and how someone says that um, he's just not natural. And you do briefly get an idea of um, Alina's friendship with Alexei. Yes. Um, which is important. Yeah. Later. Well, and what um, I think is, and I didn't know if I wanted to bring this up now, but one thing that I've noticed about Alina is um, she really doesn't do well with trying to make friendships she's no she's an awkward little duck she's like she doesn't really know how to do it Mm -hmm. um and which is the polar opposite of her man mal Mm -hmm. mal's great at making friendships yet she is just she kind of stands on the sidelines of it she doesn't really know how to do it i mean um she's just she doesn't it's almost like she just doesn't seem to care too much about making friends a little bit i don't know that's how i feel right now yeah where we are at least in it I feel like she's one of those that's very she holds fast to what she has because that's all she ever had. And yeah. bringing new people in and might be too scary 
Um, but I'm, I'm in the same spot. I also love the bitterness, like the, <laughs> the teenage bitterness. Her that snarkiness. Is, yes, between like her and Mal at the very end of the chapter. Whenever he's like, I'm going to go see if I can uh, find some Grisha. Wish me luck. And she's like, good luck. And then immediately mentally kicks herself. And it's the sarcasm in it is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. It made me happy. I agree. Another, um, I think this is a really important plot point um, that is just mentioned real quickly in here is that when she's talking with the other map makers and whatever at the camp, they bring up how the shadow fold was created and that it was created by a darkling, but yes. not this darkling. Yeah. Created a hundred years ago by another darkling that was really mad. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So that's just interesting because I mean, and that's all you're told at the time. Exactly. So we're um, on that in the two chapters. So Mal seems to really care about Alina and later on goes and checks on her while she's falling asleep just to see how she is because he could tell. Everybody's just nervous. You can tell. everybody's Except for Mal. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, no, he goes out drinking. Yeah. And he's just like, let's do it. That's when the bitterness of Alina comes out is at the very end when he comes to check on her. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then he wants to go and get laid. He does. Yep. That's how it ends. (laughs) He he goes off. So, um... Chapter two, this is where some action comes in. Yeah. Um, this is, um, it's crazy. This is just, it's full of action. They um, they enter the fold. Like, let's oh, talk about hit the ground running here. Yeah. she um, Lee does an incredible job of explaining this. Mm-hmm. Um, just the wording, the beautiful use of words in this whole chapter is great. It, yeah. it paints the picture very well. Um, you just kind of feel like you're right there. And um, we're... We're introduced to the sand skiffs and how they work, um, which is um, so they're just. And one thing, oh, I'm we'll sorry. A little bit about the kefta, finally. Yeah, we do. We start to learn about the detailing on the keftas. Exactly, we learn about that, and um, so we got to remember the fold is filled with volcra, which are these blind killing machines that mm-hmm. love humans. Yeah. And. Um, one thing that Alina notices when she's getting up on this sand skiff, which is supposed to take her and everybody <laughs> across the whole fold, she notices that there is no cover. That yeah. like, and I to thought about them. that, and I was like, "Why the hell would there be no cover?" Yeah, because they could have it. They be- could because it's not like it the passengers invented. can be other over cover because I mean undercover because I mean they've got. It's the squallers that help this thing move. Mm-hmm. They use their power to have the wind fill the sails yep. so they can go across the sand. Yep. So they might need to obviously be looking, but at the same time, they're not going to be seeing much because it's dark. Yeah, which is why you have the Inferni who um, are able to use a spark to create big, massive balls of fire, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because you wouldn't want to... like. You wouldn't want to use that at first unless they're being attacked because, I mean, you want to be... It calls attention, like, even more attention. Yeah. You want to be quiet. Yeah. Um, It's it's pretty scary. Like, I mean, the the description of this, I mean, really gets you on on the edge. I mean, they enter the fold and they can't see anything. Yeah. At all. It's pitch black and um, you've got Alina and Alexi, uh, like, comforting each other. Mm Mm-hmm. In the beginning, um, yeah. one thing that my friend pointed out whenever it all got real, she goes, where are their rifles? He said right. there would be rifles. 
And I was like, I know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Right. It comes in later, but not right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right now they are SOL. Yep. Well, um, I think it's also like they're in pitch black and the only time they can see is, is when with, the fire goes off. Exactly. Yeah. And under also, attack. And I don't think a photographer would hold a, a rifle. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It just wouldn't be, be easy. So unfortunately in this scene we um we lose alexi yeah alexi alexi gets taken off by a volcra um and alina tries so hard to save him by holding on to his arm but it just they get him and, um, and then mal saves the day yep mal comes in tries to save alina and then alina saves the day yeah this she, is she shields him the part yes so this is where Everything goes crazy because yes. first off, I'll meet you in the meadow, my heart shattered. Yes. In my chest. I wanted to cry forever. Mal says that by the way, yes. just because he thinks that he's saying it to Alina and he's saying it to her because he thinks this is where they're about to die. Yeah. So they can and meet each says, other in the afterlife. In I'll the meet meadow. you in the meadow. And I was like, Oh God, my heart. Yeah. Um and then that was that was the line that triggered alina's power you think so it says it it says i'll meet you in the meadow and then something inside me gave way in fury and hopelessness and the certainty of my own death okay and then it says i felt mel's blood beneath my palm saw the pain on his face a vulcar screeched in triumph as its talent sank into my shoulder pain shot through my body and the world went white okay okay so i that's interesting Okay, because I didn't. I guess I just missed that because I've had this whole theory that she's. It's when she is in pain that right now, when she doesn't know her power, that when she's in pain, that's what's helping bring out the power. But I think that helps too, because she doesn't. But know I if think she, the the will to protect helps too. Yeah, yeah. I the think fear. It, yes, I think the yeah yeah. So it's interesting. We're all trying to like you know figure this out. So. I'm also a hopeless romantic, so. Aw, here we go. <laughs> so that's how the scene ends. It just all ends in white. Yeah. And um, and I th- I thought that the, the chapter was going to end there, but there's another paragraph after it. Um, and that one is more like feeling instead of, um, but it, it just goes with I felt nothing at all. And then oh. chapter three. Yeah. So when we get into chapter three, Alina wakes up and she's restrained. She has no clue what's going on. Um, she notices um, that they're obviously going out of the fold because of looking up at the sky um, and then finds out that they are actually going back to Krebirsk. Um, so they didn't make it far. Nope. They turned around. <laughs> they said, nope. <laughs> yep. They're like, we ain't even halfway around this. We're getting this mini Volcra. No. We will turn around. It must have been a pretty bad attack. Um, oh, we didn't even the fire. That's when she saw them for the first time. Yeah. Whenever the the Inferni released the like the fire, she looked up and saw all of the hundreds of Volcra, and it was that's whenever you really get the the picture the picture in your mind of what the how awful and grotesque these these beings are. And what's so neat is I just like I am. Um... I love the visual that I have in that. Mm-hmm. Like I have my own visual of what she sees and all that. And they're just these huge winged beasts. That I just, I always think of them almost, almost like pterodactyls in a way. For some reason, it just yes. always reminds me of pterodactyls. Because pterodactyl but like... they're different. They're huge. They're bigger than that. Um, 
I'm going to have to think harder because this is going to bug me until I figure it out. There's a beast in a fantasy like series that's already been turned into film that I think of at, partly whenever I read about these. Okay. And I'm going to have to think about it and get back to you guys because I, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But I'll figure it out because it's going to drive me na- It's going to drive me bananas. Next episode, <laughs> Fiona reveals. <laughs> this will be awesome. So good. Um, okay, so that chapter was filled with a lot of stuff. So anyways, as we said, we were on chapter three. She yep. wakes up. She's restrained. She's got guns poked at her. All the soldiers and everybody is like... They're like terrified of her. Yeah, like what the F just happened? <laughs> Who is this? And yet, like, I mean, put yourself in her shoes. She has no clue what happened either. Yeah, she has no idea. She knows that she just somehow survived. Yeah. And then her first thought is, where's Mal? Yep. She can't find him. Yep. Um, but she's just kind of taken around, really. Um, this is the first time that we also hear about the Oprichniki, um, which is the Darkling's personal guards. Who? Yeah. So, and they're not Grisha. They're not, but they're they're terrifying. But they're terrifying. It yeah. explains it, saying that they're not Grisha, but they are terrifying. They are in charcoal, because you know I like color. So, um, <laughs> yep, they're in charcoal outfits. Um, but Alina is pretty much just taken around while people are freaking out and trying to figure out what's going on. She's This captain is just leading her to and fro, and she's like, tell me what's happening. And yeah. And just like, move. And they keep <laughs> asking her, and she's like, well, I'm a map maker. Yeah, she's like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me, like... I draw things, and I'm not even good at it. <laughs> and then they just are like, shut it down, whatever. We're taking you now to the Darkling. Yeah. And she, so the first time she gets to go to the Darkling tent, which she finds pretty ironic because just the other night, she was wondering what it looked like in there yeah, and what it would ran, be like. almost ran her over. Yeah. Rude. But the Grisha tent is huge and beautiful. It is full of many riches, and it's just... It's described very well. It's just, it's a beautiful place. And she is taking to, she's taken to the Darkling himself. And she, he's on this beautiful black throne <laughs> chair. And and this is where I swoon. Yeah. So we hear about him and she notices that he's very young looking. Yeah. And he's described as handsome. Mm-hmm. And um, his I... jaw, like his jawline and like the lines of his face, yeah. um, which, you know, just make you think this is an elegant man yeah. and he's dressed in all black come on all black um whenever i was reading this not gonna lie um in my head i pictured adam driver like the entire time i was like this is who i want to play this character right but keep like, to be fair star wars had been released like not that long ago when well, you read this it no like i was in like the second or third book Okay. whenever and like the resurgence of star so like back in like 2013 2014 is whenever i read this and i was like okay 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 this well, is who i picture yeah well and this new cast will be neat yeah i'm i'm super excited we'll just we'll just have to see what comes up of that but i understand i can see adam driver totally totally mm-hmm. so um we go on. She meets the Darkling, and the Darkling pretty much is just like, who are you? What? T-? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I skipped something. He interviews other people. Yeah. He interviews some other people. Mal gets up there. Yep. Um, they Mal ask protects him. her. Mal protects her. Mal pretty much lies. Yeah, says, says, I saw nothing. He doesn't know what she is, yeah. and then pretty much says she can't be. Yeah. And it's rumored at this point, you hear Grisha speaking, what, you think you found a sun summoner? 
Yeah. And that's the first time it's brought up. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay. So what's what's, what's a sun summoner? And we kind of find out that they're like, I mean, there's just nobody believes it. It just seems like an impossible theory that they're like, no, a sun summoner is impossible. Yeah, no, that they're they're made up. They're fake. So the Go Darkling kind of gets pissed, I think. He, he does. He's just like, I'm over this. Uh-huh. Something happened out there. There's some way that the Volk, like there's no way that all of a sudden the Volker just stopped attacking you on this mm-hmm. sand skiff and you saved all these people. And it's the girl, it's the same girl who like hung out the window after Elena almost got run over that was like, batting her eyelashes at mal uh-huh it's the same one who's being like this in the like you think that this like you're full of it like there's no way right and then he get and then the darkling gets a little, a little angry yeah <laughs> and it's like all right well let's find out then so we get to see some of the darkling's magic which i think is cool um because it talks about these spools of darkness um that he just pretty much unlike a sun summoner he does the complete opposite he can create darkness and blackness Mm -hmm. and just fill a room like that so he pretty much all of a sudden gets the room to be completely black and starts to talk to alina about this and Mm -hmm. trying to get her to and this is when you read this this is incredible i love the Mm -hmm. way that she talks about the power um and the way she kind of is like trying to sequester it a little bit um and it's just it's it's really incredible it's really neat Um, yeah and it might just be me wanting Alina and the darkling to be together forever um but well yeah the very beginning i was like this this is gonna happen the way he talks to her (laughs) and the way that she answers (laughs) oh and i'm sorry i have to say this so before when his in his first test right here Mm -hmm. um the first thing he said he says let's see what you can do Every time I read this, by the way, okay, <laughs> I am a Britney Spears fan. Kill me. Oh, no. But I just think of, let me see what you can do. Oh, no. And that's a Britney <laughs> Spears song. And I've just, I know it doesn't go anything with this, but I always am like, oh, my God, go, Britney. Okay. So um, <laughs> just wanted to share that. I always think Let's of that. See what you can do. So oh. um, I think some, we're, I'm going to read a little bit here. Um, some of the stuff is beautiful. Um she um that was after he had her lift her um sleeve up yes and so he grabbed her arm right there after he pulls up her sleeve um because she's tried to keep this power at bay um he then he slices her arm that's uh, late that's not right now that's the second okay so we're just talking i'm sorry we'll go back to the first so the first I one i thought we were talking about the first one it's okay yeah, there's there's two times. I'm sorry. He he starts off and um, he tries to get her to do something, um, tries to get the power to come out, and she says, "I felt a call ring through me, and to my surprise, I felt something in me rise up to answer. I pushed it away, pushed it down. Somehow, I knew that if that thing got free, it would destroy me." Yep. So, the Darkling says nothing there. And she's like, yep, yep, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yep, yep, and we're done. <laughs> so she thinks everything's over, and this is where we were just and talking she relaxes. About. Yep. And then he goes, all right, not so fast. And then. Yeah, he takes a knife or a dagger um, and slices her arm. Mm-hmm. And she says, pain and fear rushed through me. I cried out. The thing inside me roared 
to the surface, speeding toward the Darkling's call. I couldn't stop myself. I answered. The world exploded into blazing white light. I love that. I love the, like, I answered. She's completely admitting, like, this is her. This is her power. And it's just something that, like, she was subduing. And she had, like, just this pull. What a great way to describe a magic. No, yeah. that yeah. you have inside you. Yeah. It's like just, it just emanates from your entire body. I, it's just, it's neat because we yeah. get it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I love his answer. <laughs> oh. Whenever, as like, as soon as the, like, the light disappears and she's baffled and, like, falls. And he says, I guess you only look like a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah. But. And, oh, and then don't forget, he also says, because um, she, um, I'm I'm not sure um I'm not what you think I am is what she says and he says I doubt you have any idea what you are. Yeah. And like, it's like sign me up. And that's so cool because she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't she has no idea. She has absolutely no idea what is going to happen to her or what's going on. Well that too. I was I was thinking forward. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but like the way that the path will like unfolds for her is insane. Yeah. And I love it. And it's, it takes place in such a short period of time, this entire series that it's amazing to see the arc from this to what she becomes later. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, chapter four. Yeah. She's, she's pretty much all of a sudden she's driven off. She's thrown into a carriage. The darkling is like, his personal you, guards are, like, guarding her. Yeah, and he's like, get her far away from here as fast as you can without stopping because yeah. it is brought up that, I mean, they don't want anybody to find out what just happened because if... Yeah, in, it, the, in the beginning of Chapter 4, it, they, it's explained, like, the Shuhan and the Fjordans and mm-hmm. all of, like, like Ravka's a nice place to Grisha, but the rest of the world is not. Nope, and yeah. they wouldn't want the Darkling to have that power. Yeah, um, because it's brought up how the sun, th- this having a sun summoner can all of a sudden, what they've wanted for so long, get rid of the unsee, get rid yeah. of the the shadow fold, and then Ravka has a port again. Exactly, yeah. because the unsee is keeping them from being able to get to the true sea. Yeah, which is horrifying. I mean, just because I mean, there's a lot of like. They just can't do a lot of good at tra- trading mm-hmm. and getting fish and things like that. So getting rid of the unsee would help out Ravka so much. Um, and the Fjordans and Shuhan would not want that. Um, they're always just at this crazy ro- war. Yeah. <laughs> and this war. is the first time you really get an idea for the, the scale of the war yes. that they're in. Is whenever they're talking about the how she's safer where she's at even though she thinks she's a prisoner Mm -hmm. and she even asked them like i'm a prisoner and they're like no you're you're under protection like this is this is for your own good Mm -hmm. because you don't realize how much danger you are currently in now yeah absolutely um and that's what this entire chapter is about yeah it she's got this um she's got some really good conversations with the people Mm -hmm. that are in the coach with her which are some of the grisha grisha guards and also um yeah, they bring up some, I think, some neat points where they talk about the Grisha core cloth, which is something that keeps yeah. bullets from getting through. But you also meet the, the uh, only people that have that cloth 
are the Grisha and the Oprichniki. Another really cool thing that they bring up in this chapter is how the Darkling is an amplifier. It's a living amplifier. Yeah, and we learn what that is. And um, what is an amplifier, Fiona? It is an object, or with the Darkling, a person, um, that allows a Grisha's power to be much greater to be enhanced yeah than it would be originally um because they're powerful anyways but if they have an amplifier they're like on a whole nother level exactly (laughs) um and they can be a threat very easily so that shows automatically how the darkling was able to get that power um to come out of her yeah um, because he is an amplifier yeah um which is just it's really cool good storytelling um, yeah, I liked it. And I liked the smugness of Ivan, especially whenever, um, like whenever he was talking about, um, when Alina asked if all Grisha had amplifiers, mm-hmm. um, because, uh, Fedor had just shown her his, the bear. Yes. And, um, then Ivan cuts in and he's like, no, only the Darkling's most trusted Grisha and- <laughs> have these. And there's a lot of rules to these amplifiers. Um, you know, it's not just you have to like you have to kill that animal yeah. um, yourself, and mm-hmm. then it will give you that power from their teeth or their bones. Like, yeah. it, so that's the sad part about all this is yeah. if you get an animal, the animal will, has to die. Yeah. But um, and we get further on into that into the story. But um, and that's why they guard the darkling so closely because exactly <laughs> like his teeth would go for a pretty penny. Yeah, <laughs> shit, put that on Craigslist. Craig's oh god, <laughs> four uh, million dollars. So um, they get attacked. They um, do. <laughs> long story short, all of a sudden they get attacked by the Fjordans, and the Fjordans obviously are there to get Alina. Um, Alina tries so Not hard just to get her; they want to kill her. <laughs> well, get her, kill her. Um, I um, they, they so an attack happens, mm-hmm. and who comes in to save her? The Darkling. The Darkling. Yep, the Darkling comes riding in on a horse. Of he, course, of course he does. Yep, and we get to see him use some pretty cool magic here. Oh my god! And this is known throughout the books. After you read this, it's a very powerful magic that he uses, and it is called the Cut. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's pretty gruesome. It, oh, it is. But, and I can't imagine being Alina in that. Yeah. But this uh, this Fjordan's trying to stab through her heart, and the Darkling has blinded them all. And he's like, I don't need to see to be able to stab her. And then he goes to try, and the Darkling uses the cut and, like, cuts his body in half. Yep. Like, and right in half. Right in half. Where, like, half his body <laughs> is standing up, and the other half topples over. Yep. And, and then she is just, what any sane person would, would do, do. Scream. <laughs> scream bloody murder. Exactly. She is completely freaked out. She is. And I liked how he he very quickly was like, look at me, don't look at that. Yeah, you know, I mean. Almost like kind of comforting. I was like, there's hope. Exactly. He's taking control of the situation. Yeah. He knows that she's freaked out by what she uh-huh. saw because not many people would be in that situation where. I'm you're... surprised she didn't pass out. I know. Well, she then, this is where the end of the chapter is. She she gets on the horse with him um, because they offer for her to go like in, back in the carriage. And he's like, nope, Alina's coming with me. Mm-hmm. We're going to the small palace together. He's like, y'all failed. Yep. So she's going <laughs> to be with me. 
and they ride off and she um falls asleep she falls asleep and that's where we end where these chapters yeah so um good read so far that was fun it literally just sucks you in immediately yeah we like it really does this this whole section the beginning of this book is just incredible Mm -hmm. i love it and um, we get a really good taste of the world and um, learn more just about the small science and how all that works and then just yeah she leaves little like snidbits along the way exactly like it's it's not like all this information is flooded at you in one it's like things are explained in a very cohesive way that um she explains something when it comes up for the first Mm -hmm. time absolutely all right so next week we are going to be covering chapters five six and seven so we've done the pages it shouldn't be too much for everybody but it should be enough to keep you guys like good and intrigued for the week and hopefully it also won't be an hour-long podcast again (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, so yeah, so stop at chapter eight. <laughs> um, this will be great. Yeah, we're and, super excited about it. And next week, um, we will um, be having a segment, Grisha vs. News, where we will talk a little bit about the upcoming cast that um, we found out about last week. So we will talk a little bit about that, and um, we'll we'll be including that um, yeah. into our podcast, Grisha yeah. vs. News. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you guys are enjoying, and please tell your friends, come back, and yeah, um, yeah so you guys we have... We hope a... you're loving it as much as we are making it. Exactly. It was nice talking to all you summoners. Ooh. I know. Look at that. You did it. We did. Well, you have a good (laughs) night, girl. You too. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. This has been episode two of GrishaCast. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at GrishaCast and Twitter at GrishaPodcast. You may also email us at GrishaPodcast at gmail.com.